What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. We're hanging out here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Thanks so much for joining us. What's up, Adam? How you doing today in the wonderful world of MLB injuries? Yeah, it just doesn't stop, man. It just continues. And then, you know, I got to watch the Mets who just can't hit two more hits in seven innings today. I mean, it's it's pathetic right now. I mean, Lindor 0 for his last 24. You, you figure it's going to end at some point, but it just doesn't. It's just they're so depressing to watch. And then, you know, I get pissed off because Alex Reyes, I know he hasn't a lot of earned run this year. But go look at his walk rate. Guy can't throw strikes. Jonathan VR first pitch, fucking swings and grounds ball out. Like way to help a guy out who's been struggling. <laughs> right. That's always that's always the, the one that pisses me off when you get a guy who's just, you know, and, and that's like that's one of VR's jobs, right? Is to work the count and and to, you know, to to make this guy throw strikes. So being impatient at the plate like that always, uh, I mean, always a, a disaster. I get, mad, I get mad when it happens in softball. And I know softball is a sport you're supposed to go hit, but if you see a pitcher throw eight straight balls, why are you fucking swinging at the next one? Let him throw a strike. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree with you. I do. Have you seen? <laughs> so I, I wrote in my article. I was, I was looking at your, uh, at your bonus bonus over on on Fantasy Alarm, and yeah, man, dude, you, you are, you're a. You're a total jinx. Thanks a lot. Um, way to go. But one of the quick cuts that I <laughs> I made on uh, on my article was, you know, the top five closers are at MLB right now by saves. Saves. I'll just you know what I'm not I'm not even gonna gr- to to quiz you on this because Cesar Valdez is probably one of them. What's that? Cesar Valdez is probably yeah. one of them. So here you go, Melanson, Ian Kennedy. Alex Reyes, Matt Barnes, Cesar Valdez. All right. Yeah, guys the, that no one wanted. Right. The fewest number of saves out of that group is seven. And that's Barnes and Valdez. The worst ERA out of that group is Barnes is 225. The lowest K per nine is Melanson's strikeout per inning. It's a 9.0. None of these guys drafted above the 15th round. None of them. Well, Melanson would have been if we knew he was the closer. That's why he fell. Kennedy, probably people, that was a late injury and people probably didn't feel confident in him. Valdez, same thing. I think people thought it would be Tanner Scott and Valdez is 85 miles per hour, all changeups. Reyes, we didn't know he was going to be the closer. I think we heard that the Cardinals really wanted Jordan Hicks to be the guy, but probably wouldn't be at the beginning. So they never said anything, and people probably thought, oh, it'll be Gallegos. Didn't think it would be Reyes. And Matt Barnes, uh, he had he had COVID or was on the COVID list right at the start of the season. He was on the COVID list, and everybody thought that Ottavino was the better bullpen guy anyway. Barnes looked phenomenal this year. I mean, I saw him against the Mets, and every fucking pitcher looks phenomenal against the Mets. But I've seen him a couple other times, too. He's looked dominant <laughs> this year, man. It's crazy. He's looked dominant, so – yeah, that's that's how it goes, man. I mean, you know, I, I I admit I got lucky in my home league. I got Melanson. Like, it was one of those bids, I don't know, two, three bucks. And I said, yeah, I missed out on all the top closers. Like, I, I didn't spend – my highest spend was Jake McGee at $6. And now I got to worry about his job security after last night because uh, he hasn't pitched great lately. He gives up four runs in a non-save situation. And then Gabe Kapler said, yeah, we might give some Rodgers some opportunities tonight. Well, thanks, man. 
So yeah, it's just <laughs> it's closer chaos, man. Which we knew was gonna happen. We knew it. Dude, it's baseball chaos. This isn't just closer chaos. I mean, listen, those are the top five closers in MLB right now. <laughs> Nobody saw that happen. Bellinger, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Cole Calhoun, Jazz Chisholm, Ketel Marte, they're all hurt, right? Uh, Marco Gonzalez, Jesus Lizardo, Dustin May, they gone. I mean, this has been uh, DeGrom scratch with the the, the lat inflammation. This has been, I, I don't know. Like, I thought last year was going to be crazy with COVID and the shortened season and this and that. And we're not seeing any. I mean, I guess, I guess what this Breaking all match news. up against, like the the Cardinals and the and the Marlins having to shut down for two weeks. Breaking news! Oh no! Another, oh no! Another player placed on the injured list. Get the who? Brandon Nimmo, left finger contusion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that was coming. Yeah, that doesn't bother me so much. I mean, he's a good OBP guy. He is. One of the few guys getting on base for the Mets. Right. And like, how about so, this? Like, you, you you're not losing out too much, though. You're losing out on some OBP with him, but it's not like he had any runs scored because the Mets can't knock him in. Outfield this thin, though. We've talked about this. You you get an, a guy that's playing every day in the outfield. Alex Kirilov went on the injured list today, too. Another one gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it's it, it's atrocious. It's absolutely true. Kirilov, um, Joey Votto fractured his left thumb. Yeah, that's um, about a month. That's unfortunate. Odor's gone. Mm-hmm. Kirilov, you mentioned. Diego Castillo is out. Nick Castellanos has back tightness. He was a scratch today. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, this was Shoei Otani was pitching today, but he wasn't going to hit because he's still, I guess, bothered by his elbow. I don't even know. Like, why would you make a pitch then? I mean, it was his non-throwing elbow, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know, man. It's this whole dude. And then, okay, Josh Rojas, right? He's been on fire. He had a home run yesterday. Yeah. He's not on the lineup today. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I just don't understand it. When a guy is on fire after a terrible start to the year, why are you taking him out of the lineup? I, you know what? Because fucking baseball managers today are all about I want to be the smartest man in the room. I all want to they all want to be like 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 Joe Madden and they all want to platoon their guys and know the splits and everything like that. Like no, give me give me like old fashioned Earl Weaver, Billy Martin. Uh you know, those guys out there were just like you guys go out there and play fucking ball. You're my starting lineup. Go hit. Like that was I mean, the worst that we saw, I remember the Yankees in, uh, what was it, 77, 78. Uh, the, the only platoon they ever had was like Roy White and, and Lou Pinella in, in left field. Right? It was like, all right, what, what are we going to do with that? But, I mean, that was that was the extent of it. Now every fucking manager thinks that he's, he should, like, outthink everybody or that he will outthink everybody and, and play the matchups. Are, are they well, no, up against see, the lefty tonight? It doesn't matter. He's been playing every day. They were playing Miami, and Miami's going with a bullpen game, right? Was it was it Detweiler? I mean, he wasn't going long anyway. So who cares? He, here's the look. I understand the game is changing to going platoons. They want to get guys in and out. I have no problem with that. I have a problem when you got a guy that has a five game hitting streak and has homered four times in the last five games, including yesterday, and you bench him. 
Why? He just is he's getting locked in. He got off to a terrible start this year. He got a reprieve because they had injuries. He's taking advantage of it, hitting fucking eighth in front of the pitcher and still doing this. And you sit him today. Why? It makes it just. And now what happens? Your offense has no runs through five. Not saying that's the reason why, but you know what? Good for you. <laughs> Sir, you got to get right. Tim Castro back in the lineup and he's over for three with two strikeouts. Like, what are you doing? It's like, it just doesn't make sense. And yeah, because if Pablo Lopez was supposed to start, they put in Detweiler, who's a lefty. Can't be it. You know he's only going two, three innings. He's a fucking opener. Yeah. I, it's just shit like that drives me crazy. Yeah, it drives me crazy too. I, I think didn't know. the Yankees do it with Stanton the other day? The guy was on fire and they sat him and they said it was a scheduled day off. Well, you know, listen, dude, like that to me, the whole, you know, scheduled day off bullshit. That's, I mean, the dude's a DH. It's not like he's playing the fucking field. It just, I, I don't know, man. That's a, it, crock, that's a crock of shit for me. You don't have a scheduled day off for a guy you're paying to hit the ball and then keep him out of a lineup. I know it's Stanton and you really got to monitor his health because he can get hurt just, you know, showing up to the ballpark. But like, I, I just, I don't get the Rojas thing just drove me crazy. I'm like, because someone texted me, Ross out. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. He's been hitting well. You got to sit him. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't get it. I hate it. It drives me insane. Fucking pisses me off. Pissed me off. Like, so today on the show today on, on Fantasy Alarm, you know what pissed me off today? You see, you find out, you hear about Bill Gates. Well, separating from his wife. Yeah, he was cheating. Oh, I, I didn't hear he was cheating. I don't really follow the yeah. celebrity so, shit a lot. You know, I don't usually either, but it got kind of it, it got brought up to me that he was cheating. And, you know, listen, when 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 somebody of that magnitude cheats, I want to see with what, right? I mean, you got to figure Bill Gates, that kind of money, that kind of, you know, whatever. Dude, she's ugly. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. She's, you know, if, if she's somehow listening to this podcast um, or somebody that knows her is listening to this podcast, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean to hurt feelings, but she might be good in bed. You never know. You know, see, if you're if, if you're cheating on your wife, though, like you got to upgrade, right? You got to. Why? It, no, you don't. You're not getting in a relationship with her. She's a side piece. You don't need to upgrade feel like you need to upgrade. No, you don't. If you're getting a new wife, yeah, you need to upgrade. But if you're just cheating, she's a side piece. Well, now he's getting separated, which means that maybe she's more than just a side piece. Well, I, I there was something else. Was Did they have some type of agreement where once a year he could like uh, spend a weekend with a girl, a woman or something like that? I think I saw that as well. And I, I was don't know, but if this is the woman he's spending the weekend with, dude, come on. And I was having a discussion today with a female, and I said, look, marriages would work if we did have agreements like this. Like, once a year, allow each other. And I'm not saying just one side. Allow that person to spend a weekend with someone else once a year. And that's it. I think marriages would be more successful. We need a little diversion. No one wants to eat the same thing every day. Well, I don't know, man. It depends. I mean, if, if you're just serving me up donuts every day, I'll nah, eat a donut come on. every You're going to get tired of it at some point. You never get tired of donuts, dude. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I love my wife. I love my wife. But, I, you know, listen, I, I think that it's it's great. And I, I'll say it flat out. 
Because I because I don't mind saying it. It doesn't bother me. My wife and I, we can make love, right? And it's and it's great and it's fun and it's and it's you know, it's connection and it's beautiful, whatever. You know what though? We can also fuck. And and that's the, you know, like that's that's the thing. And and to me, that's it's the, you know, if you're open about what you want, what you like, what you're gonna do, everything like that. If you then then it doesn't matter if it's the same person all the time because the event itself is changed up and it's all based on the mood. I don't need to cheat because I get a nice variety from the same lady. I'm not like role playing and shit like that, but you know that that to me that that's fine. Like if you if you're looking like if you're cheating, you're looking for something different or you're looking for you know, the um, like the excitement of cheating. Well, I also think, too, one of the reasons why people with a lot of money or famous people, um, when you have everything, you get bored of everything and you want something different. Like, I love how people are like, oh, I can't believe Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. I can. I mean, yeah, she's hot. And when you're looking at it from your perspective, oh, if I had her, I would never cheat. Jay-Z can get a bunch of women. So, yeah, you you're going to get bored and you want something different. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's not that's not what drives my soul. It's not oh, that everyone's you know. different. Look, I I, I get bored. <laughs> I do. I'm not gonna lie. I want something different. You know, you say that, but then there are other days where you're like, nah, it's you know, I I, I want the relationship. Like I've heard you, we've talked about. It. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe there are just some people. Yeah, I guess you, you know, you're you're just you're that fickle. You're that fickle. Or maybe you just haven't had the connection. Well, I have had before that one. I didn't get bored of, but everyone else I have. So maybe it is the connection. But I understand why these things happen to famous people. And I think, you know, a lot of people when famous people like, oh, how can that person, you know, do drugs? They have everything. Now, I'm not a drug addict, so I'm not saying this, but I understand why they do crazy stuff because when you have everything at your disposal, you get bored or you're looking for something stimulating that's different. You know, they have a lot of these guys, they have everything, right? Everything that we dream of, they have it at their disposal easily. So they wind up doing something different to stimulate them. And that's why a lot of. I'm not, I'm not saying, not that I don't understand why you're cheating like that's not what i'm 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 getting no i know i'm just i'm getting at his man like i'm looking at 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 his wife and you know i mean she's you know she's okay she's you know she's she's attractive she has some nice qualities about her right the other one dude i don't know man i can't i mean to me that's a it's a significant downgrade it's a significant downgrade Maybe it's maybe it's because I need the I need also I need the pretty face. Maybe that's what it is. Probably, yeah. Maybe yeah. her maybe her mouth is really skillful. Oh, oh, I'm sure her mouth is probably very skillful because that's probably the only piece of her body that's working right now. Yeah, he was with her for 27 years, man. Damn. He was with his wife for 27 years. Yeah. See? There you go. There you go. I've been with my wife for over 20 years. Oh I mean, we've only been married for 15, but you know, we were together for longer than that. I don't mind it at all. I, I love don't it. I think I can do it. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. Oh my God. To, to be out and have to be single in this day and age, dude, I'd kill myself. Oh, 
I'd be, I, I would, I would join a monastery. I mean, it, it, it has its ups and downs, but it could be fun at times too. Yeah. 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 I just, I, you know what? I like living vicariously through my single friends. I like listening to your stories. Oh, I got, I've got some crazy stories. (laughs) (laughs) Do you now? Yeah. What's craziest? How crazy you want to go? Come on, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna tease us with that, or are you yeah, gonna yeah. like are you gonna mm-hmm. deliver and and give us something fun? I am. You never know who's listening. I have sent the link of this podcast to a couple females before, so I don't want to get myself in trouble. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I said it on the on the radio. We were talking about like you know past girlfriends or marriage and. You know, attractiveness and stuff like that. I, I said it flat out on the air. I love my wife. I said it flat out on the air, though. Girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, like two or three ex- exes ago. <laughs> now that, that was, was the hottest girl I've ever dated. And I love my wife. And my wife is beautiful, but this other girl was like crazy hot. So if my wife listens to that, you know, she knows. She's, she's understandable. I'm sure she dated better looking guys than me. Oh, good. See, I was waiting for your smart-ass comment on that one. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, oh, I'm just serving this one up to Adam right now. Just lobbing this one here. Let him, let him spike the ball. No, I'm not going to do it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, all right, so you're not going to share any crazy stories with us. Nothing. You're not giving us nada. No. Bullshit, dude. Bullshit. That's a punk move. It's not a punk move. It's a punk move. Um, all right. So what do you want to talk about then? Uh baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but what we're talking about right now, Howard. All right, so we'll clean it on up here. We'll give a shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. We'll listen to to telling you why you should be playing on their DFS site, and then Adam will speak about baseball. So hey monkey knife fight, how are you? Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. Okay, Adam, it is time to talk about baseball. The software 
says that this gentleman will hit 32 home runs. <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you, 62 RBI. Game two of the Mets doubleheader has started, and it's a one, two, three first inning for the Mets. So they're, uh, you know, right where they're supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's atrocious. Like, they actually I, you know, sat Lindor for this game. Well, and rightfully so. What did Lindor do in the He's first game? He's 0 for his last 24. Yeah, I mean, and I got to tell you, man, I feel like a goddamn fool. I really do. Because I was like all in on Lindor going to the Mets and coming to New York and, you know, being embraced by the the, the community and, and you know, and him just loving being there. Uh, and he has just been absolute dog shit. And, and it's, it's the Mets' fault. It, it's just, it has to be. There's something about your organization that just says, this is where good players go to die. I don't know. I think at this point he's pressing. Uh, anytime you sign a contract like he did, you're, it's human nature. You want to justify it. And then you come to a, a new market, especially New York. You want to be embraced by everyone. And I think he's just pressing like crazy right now. Like there was a pitch that was way outside that he swung out. It was a weak grounder. Uh, he's pulling everything. He's hitting a lot on the ground. And the problem is when he is hitting the ball hard, it's right at people. Like the other day, he smoked the line drive. Second baseman made a leaping catch. It's not like he's, he's, his strikeout rate is 13.2%. That is phenomenal in today's game. His walk rate is 12.3%. He's got a 173 batting average of balls in play. So that's a problem. His ground ball rate is 50.7%. Um, I just think he's, he's, and now it's in his head. You know how it, it's pressing. And I know people are going to be, oh, I don't want to hear that. These guys are human beings, man. We've all been there. If you've played any sport, when you are struggling, it is bad. It's in your head. And you're just like, shit, man, am I going to get out of this? And when you're going well, you feel like you can't be stopped, whether it's basketball, shooting, baseball, uh, football, whatever it is. And he's just in a horrific slide right now. And it's just stunning to see. And I know he was asked today about moving the door down the order. And he said he hasn't got to that point yet. But, I mean... I guess it is good that they just sat him this game. Uh, you know, part, I mean, I don't want to make excuses. The weather's been bad. The Mets have played like three days in a row, then been off and then a rain out. So there's been no consistency, but you know, he's got to start turning it around, man. We're in fucking May, man. I mean, it's pathetic to sit here and look at a 157 batting average. Oh, for his last 24, one home run on the season, three RBIs. And it, it could just get worse in New York. If he continues to not hit, I mean, he's just going to be booed mercifully, mercifully at City Field. So he's got to get it going, man. I mean, this is really bad right now with what we've seen. Where do you stand on the belief that there are some guys who just can't play in New York? I don't kind of I, I don't see him having that type of personality like he he's got that personality. He wants to be a leader. It feels like so. I kind of don't buy that. And it's not like we got 50,000 fans at the ballpark now. So I don't right. think it's that. I think it's just, you know, you get off to a slow start and then it gets in your head and it snowballs and you're looking up there and you see, oh, my God, 175. And then, you know, you just mentally at the plate, you're just not there. Like you try to swing it. I mean, if you watch some of his last at-bats, the pitches he was swinging at, you're like, what are you doing? And, you know, not being patient because you feel like you have to get like seven hits in a row. So I think that's the issue right now. He's just pressing and that's why you're seeing him struggle. And he just needs to get a couple of hard hit base hits to get rolling. I mean, the whole team does. I mean, if you, we keep saying, yeah, the Mets are going to snap out of it at some point and then each day goes by and they don't. 
and you're just like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, I mean, it sucks right now. I, I, I don't have any Lindor this year. Um, not that I thought he would be this bad. I just didn't like where he was going in drafts, you know, late first, early second. Um, I felt like he might not run as much with the Mets. Um, the power might not be there. I mean, he struggled last year too, but I yeah, but I'm not going to sit there. I, you know, I, I can't, I can't look at 2020 with, you know, and put enough weight on it to think that Lindor, um, you know, is, is, you know, whatever he's declining or, or there's, there's a, there's a problem somewhere. Like I can't, can't put the weight on 2020 that that's uh, that's the case. But I mean, listen, I get it. You know, listen, Rick and Glenn talk about this all the time with the smart system, Rick Wolf and Glenn Colton, the smart system. They don't draft players who sign big free agent contracts um, because those players tend to struggle in their first year. I just, um, yeah, I guess I just, I, I thought, I thought Lindor was, I thought you were different, Francisco. I thought you were different. Be, I mean, he still might be. He's got a big hole to dig out of, but a big uh, hole to dig out of, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have to hit like three eighty in May, and uh, we're not really seeing any signs of that happening right now. No, we're not seeing anything remotely like that right now. Not not a bit. Not a bit. It's now, it's, it's 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 dude. It's de- really depressing to watch the Mets right now. Like I've been getting depressed watching them. I, I'm gotta st- I guess I gotta stop because it really is depressing me. I'm just sitting there and I'm just like one, two, three inning, one, two, three inning. Oh, we gotta walk. Bases loaded. Oh, we get one run on a sack fly. It's just I don't know what it is, man, but it's depressing. Yeah, it's guess, it's I'm I guess sure I gotta, it's not fun to watch. I guess sure I gotta switch to, to I gotta switch to the Knicks tonight. At least they're fucking on a roll. <laughs> ah, the Knicks. All right, what about players? So Let's talk about players, uh, your level of concern for whether or not they're going to get out of this shitbox mess that they're in right now. Um, you know, I, I don't even want to say Marcelo Zuna now because he hit a grand slam tonight. But, you know, let's face it, man, he's batting 195. So maybe this is this is what he needs. But what about Lourdes Gurriel? You were bullish on Gurriel, as was I in the uh, in the offseason in the spring in spring. Um He's not drawing any walks. Strikeout rate is uh, the numbers. Uh, he's batting two twenty. Um, are you worried about Gurriel? My concern for him would be losing playing time because they are a little crowded there. But then again, George Springer could be out, so that would open the door. And Biggio is sucked. His defense is sucked. So um, they have moved him down in the order. He's been hitting eighth a lot lately. So there's a little concern, but I mean, I'm just kind of sticking with them. Most of my leagues, I think I have them or 15 teams. So I'm just running them out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's again, the, the, the perils of playing in such deep leagues is that you're, you're pretty much, you're forced into this. And this is, this is where you end up like falling behind in categories because you're, you're forced to stay through some of these, uh, these cold starts. Now, Adam just mentioned uh, Springer could be out just so, uh, if you if you didn't catch the news, he went back for an MRI today. Uh, sounds like he could be going the same route as Christian Yelich, and that is being activated, coming back too soon, heading back to the IL. We'll give you guys information uh, as that happens. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, he's got five home runs, but he's also batting 144. How concerned are you? 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't love him going into the I mean, I know the power's there, but batting average I thought was a concern and changing positions might be something that's on his mind too, especially since he's not good at shortstop. So yeah, I think there's some concern. I mean, the power probably will be there, which is probably what you drafted him for anyway. Fly ball rate is still high. He's in a great park to hit, whether it's not even really heated up yet, but his hard contact rate has gone down significantly in the last two years. You want to throw 2020 out fine. It's way down from what it was two years ago and three years ago. Way down, way down. So how are you feeling about the possibility of, of an upturn? You, if, if you had a ballpark yet uh, and say, I'm think he's going to rebound 60% sure, 75% sure. I think the power will be there. I think he'll hit 25, 30 home runs, but it's probably going to come with a 220, 225 average. That's just gross. That is gross. Uh, Charlie Blackman, two home runs, 15 RBI. Uh, batting 191. Charlie Blackman, what the hell's going on? Uh, we kind of started to see this last. He was on fire last year, though. Wasn't he at like 500 for like 20 games? Yeah. And then he just fell apart. He still wound up hitting 303 last year. But um, I wasn't, and I thought, maybe, you know, maybe I could have been. I, I, I wasn't aggressively going after Charlie Blackman this year. Maybe that still might want to be a mistake. I think he'll be okay. I mean, he doesn't strike out. He still draws a lot of walks, half his games in course. The only unfortunate part is the Rockies have so many of their games in course in April and May, and that's bad because, you know, you had some bad weather in April. Colorado gets snow. I know when I uh, – my sister lives out there. I spoke with her. Oh, no, yeah, I guess she called me for my birthday with my nieces, and it was snow out there. So that's the – bad part and they have so many of their games early so that's something to keep an eye on in head-to-head leagues around the trade deadline you know look at the rockies down the stretch they might have less home games and you, know, you might want to shop those players but yeah i mean i think blackman is not what he was two years ago probably more of a 15 to 20 homer guy don't see him running much anymore and i think the counting stats are going to suffer because that is not a good lineup it's just that especially on the road now yeah. I mean, it's him, Trevor's story. I like Ryan McMahon. I like Crone, but that, that's one of the worst Rockies lineups we've seen in a long time. Yeah, losing Arenado was, uh, was a big deal. Uh, wrong for the fact that you said all of that and the only thing I could focus on was that you have a sister? Um, I guess. I don't know. Is she older or younger? Two. No, a year and a half younger. I have two sisters. One is a year and a half younger and the other one's four years younger. And how do your sisters feel about your uh, your your free and single ways? Mm, we haven't had discussions about it. Uh, Come wait, on, I... really? You got two sisters, and they're not like a bunch of like busybodies about it, being like, "Ah, oh, Adam, come! Aren't you married?" Um, nah, my my sister in Colorado. I don't think she's really said anything about it. No, I mean she met. She's been out in Colorado for a while, but she did come visit and met one of my girlfriends at the time. Did like her. Um, but no, nah, she never really said anything. None of the women in your life have an opinion on your singlehood. Oh, they all. Oh, wait, women in my life or women that I talk to? Women in your life. I mean, they all feel like, oh, why aren't you married? That's what I'm asking. I'm not really... my sister, though. Not my but sister. your sisters don't. No, nah, well, they haven't said anything. They're probably just like, eh, that's how he is or whatever. 
I mean, friends, yeah, I mean, like, friends I, usually I, say something. I was the, well, there you go. So friends, so friends who you aren't dating, female friends who you aren't dating, are they, are they pushing you towards, uh, towards making that move? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're like, Oh, I don't understand why you're married. You're a good guy. This and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right. Well, that's because married people are always fucking miserable and we're trying to drag the rest of the world down. Well, these are married women, though. They're not married women. No. Is one of them Lisa Ann? No, she's not. She's probably more on the other end. She's oh, on yeah. the don't even think about I think about she's that. like, yeah, you're better off staying single. They have, they have a bet going on with Fenstey and Fenstey took the under five years of me getting married. I think it's now at four. And Lee Sands got the over. She's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. I know. Oh, I yeah, I wouldn't have taken the I wouldn't have taken the five year. You know, I wouldn't have taken the under on five years anyway. And he and he, and he made this bet four years ago. No, no, no. I th- it's a year ago. So I think it's at, I think it's at four. I don't remember the exact date, but I think it's about four now. So a year ago. Yeah, I'd probably still take the over on that. Knowing what I know. Fensty, such an optimist, right? He is, man. He's just mad because I called uh I called his uh his his marriage and then uh and then and then the dog and then the kid. I'm telling you. So predictable, right? It was so predictable. It was so predictable. And then, you know, and I was like, and then Fensty, and then the sex stops. <laughs> And you're miserable. And then you're Bill Gates out hunting for an ugly woman so that because you think she's better in bed than your wife. Oh, so that's why he's been in a bad mood lately. Okay. Uh, oh, Bill Gates or Fensty? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Fence, I don't think Fensty understands how his life is about to like change. I don't. I mean, the good news is, is that because alarm after hours takes him till 2 a.m. Uh, most of the time <laughs> that uh, that at least uh, his wife will be able to like sleep and, and fancy will be on like the night feedings. So he's already up. Right. Right. So just sit there, pop a pop a bottle in the kid's mouth and just sit on the couch and watch NBA highlights for the for the next you know hour or two. Then he puts the kid down. Boom. And then he can sleep in a little bit in the morning. And, you know, so their schedules kind of. Kind of help that, but yeah, it's over for him. He's done. He has no idea. I know. I love people who are like, oh no, a kid really doesn't change life much. And oh. This is coming from someone who never had kids, but have seen what goes on. It does, man. Don't get fooled, man. Don't lie. Kids are shackles. Kids are. I mean, it's horrible, dude. Even just just pets alone. Yeah, you know, pets it's like too. Kids You're right. Yeah, go away. I gotta have like somebody watch my my pets, my dogs, my cats, and somebody's gotta feed them, right? I can't do that if I have a kid. Oh, because the last thing I want to do is go on a vacation and bring a fucking kid with me. Yeah, man. See, I got to really like, why, why would I do this stuff to myself? Why get a pet, a kid? Like for what? I don't well, have, the, I, the pets are actually good. I'm, I think a pet is fine. I, you know, you like to go for, for walks. So like you having a dog, I think that would probably improve your life a little bit. Nah, it wouldn't. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've had cats before. I don't know, man. It's just, and I like them. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I don't want to be, I guess I don't want to be responsible for anyone. That's basically it. You don't want to be responsible for anyone or anything, basically. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Well, this it's just, it just makes life more complicated. <laughs> the only accountability you want is in your fantasy advice. Well, I guess and my fantasy team, except labor. Oh, <laughs> when I thought everything was getting turned around, you know, Christian Yelich go, goes back on the injured list. Soto is activated. And I'm like, oh, I got to activate Soto this week. You know, even if it's five games and he's not in the starting lineup for the first two, I'm assuming he will be this weekend because they're at Yankee Stadium. So he'll DH, but that's not a good sign. They activated him. He's still not ready to hit. Um, so Keston here gets sent down, which is probably doing me a favor. I pick up Jacob Junis. I feel good. Now he's in the bullpen. I mean, uh, I pick up Josh Stamont. And of course, he sucked yesterday. I mean, it's just like it's one of those leagues where everything that could go wrong has. I pick up Shane McClanahan. He pitches well. Four innings, <laughs> no win. Like just anything that could go wrong in this league. Victor Robles got him for speed. Yeah, he does nothing. The aforementioned Lourdes Gurriel. It's like my best players are guys that picked up off waivers. Cedric Mullins and Jesus Aguiar. Right. Right. How about Robles? Now that now that you, you, you brought Robles up there, I, I feel like I, I can twist the knife. One stolen base. Right. And here's the thing and is that he's got like times. a – What's that? He's gotten caught three he's times. He's gotten caught three times. He's got an OBP of 350, so getting on on base isn't the issue here. What the hell? How how are like all of a sudden are you supposed to be a stolen base guy and you can't steal bases? I I think I think he's pressing a little bit too against the Mets. He hit a ball to center field. It was a double, and I'm like, why the fuck is he going to third base? And he went to third and got thrown out easily. And I was like, oh, this guy is just trying to do too 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 much, man. You know, when you struggle like that and you do something right, you think you got these superpowers and you're like, well, I, I can't settle for a double. I need a triple. I'm going to go get it. And he was thrown out easily. And I know Dave Martinez was talking about that and was upset. And I was like, shit, don't bench this guy. I mean, they already moved him down to the eighth spot in the order. You know, I think that people got it. I'm telling you, man, in the high stakes leagues, my goodness, he moved up when they announced, oh, he's going to be lead off. He moved up. And I remember uh, Brian and I were like, all right, we're going to get him around six. That's our plan. With the way we built our team, we're going to get him around six. And he went before us. And I guess it's a blessing in disguise at this point with the way he's played because, I mean, he's he's doing absolutely nothing. I mean, and speed was what you wanted him for. And one stolen base. Oh, man, so many, so many things. Uh, but <laughs> but that, yeah, but that that's a team that just like, and I, it, I'm not used to it. Like, we all have teams where things go wrong, but like, Everything is going wrong on that team. I activate Yelich. One game. Now I get six zeros the rest of the week. I activate Soto. He hasn't played yet. Um, so it's just like, and I'm already way behind in the at-bats. And now I got a dead spot in my lineup this week with Yelich. So you had to activate him. He came back Monday. All right, cool. I got Yelich back. One game, and he goes right back on the injury list. Now I got to wait till next week to replace him. So, you know, but sometimes those those things are being on your control. There's nothing you could do. You you sit there and you're pissed off. Well, what can I do? You know, you, I, like I've always said, I'll look in the mirror of the year and say, I drafted a shitty team. <laughs> I guess I should have known that Yelich's back was going to act up. And But I guess that's the downfall in this instance where it worked for me last year of spending big on four players. And two of the guys that I've spent big on have been hurt, Soto and Yelich. I mean, if Soto's healthy the rest of the year, that'll be fine. And DeGrom, who I spent on, it sounds like he's going to miss one start, but 
who knows, even though he's gone through this before. He had an elbow scare like two years ago. I remember in June, missed the start, came back, it was fine. But you always worry with any type of pitcher and type of injury. So, yeah, that team is just everything's gone wrong. And then other teams I have issues and they're still hanging in there. And I, I guess it's because everyone else has issues as well. Yeah, everybody's getting slapped around, no doubt. I mean, I'm looking at my labor team right now, and it's like, you know, (laughs) injuries are the only thing that could have led me to having both Austin Gomber and Herman Marquez in my rotation. Oh, boy, that is rough. Right? I mean, let alone two Rockies, but it's like two Rockies uh, who just got the the shit knocked out of them in, uh, in their last start, so... Brutal there. I lost Zach Gallon for a while in the beginning of the season. Um, Lindor hasn't hit for shit. Uh, you know, that's killing me. Um, I lost uh, I lost Acuna for a little while. He's still uh, even even losing Acuna, you know, for, for a little bit for injury. Um, he still my leads all of my uh, all of my, my players here in, in every statistical category. Yeah, man, it feels like we've been in a 12-round fight, and it's May 5th. (laughs) It's only May 5th. (sighs) Mind-numbing. Absolutely mind-numbing. All right. Yeah. I don't even even think I have any more in me. I don't either, man. I need to give. I could sit here and lament over these injuries and how ugly it looks and all of that, but really, what what good is that doing anybody here? You want me to just sit and complain? I can sit and complain. Right, but let I me see. I, I actually am. You know what? And this is a good thing to end on. Um, let me just before I jinx myself. Oh, all right, whatever. I dropped out of first place in tout. Thank you, Freddie Peralta. But I'm right up there. But you know what? <laughs> but you know one of the big reasons I gotta say why I don't have any injuries on offense right now. You know, that's a big deal. That means I got guys playing every day. A couple of them are shitty, but I have no, I probably just jinxed myself. I have no offensive players on the IL right now. And on the pitching side, I mean, I lost Rosenthal, which was big and Paxton. um, And that's about it. So that's probably one of the reasons. I mean, I do have good players, but you have to have good players uh, besides health. But and I said that I, when I was looking at labor, I looked at the team at first. I'm like, oh, he's got no offensive injuries. So when that happens, you're accumulating at bats. Guys are playing every day and you're able to be up there and counting stats. So if you are on the other side of that, you just got to hope that it reverses for you. Some of your guys get healthy and maybe the teams up top that have not been hit with those injuries that it comes for them and you can move up. So like I said, as bad as my team is in labor right now, I'm not giving up. I will make waiver wire moves every week. I will set my lineups. If I have to make a trade, I will, but I'll never give up no matter what. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm looking at my teams right now and kind of just scrolling through as you were saying that and just looking at the injuries. And yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, Tout Wars, <laughs> I lost. Uh, it's funny, Tout Wars, um, I, I've lost a bunch of guys for injury and yet I'm in like fifth place. So, I I mean, I can only imagine how great this fucking team would have been had Eloy Jimenez um, and Trevor Rosenthal actually been playing for me. I lost lost both those guys in NFBC main event, man. Right? I mean, that would be something. A third round pick. Labor, FSGA. I mean, I've got so many fucking guys on the IL that it's it's brutal. And and in the Barf League also, I got 
waylaid with injuries there and to the point where it's a 15 teamer like i said there's no chance of me coming back i'm like i, I i'm like i'm buried in last place like a good like 15 points behind the guy in front of me yeah i mean there look there are some times where there's nothing you can do like you just again you just try to make waiver wire moves maybe make a trade you know when a team is bad it's bad and um it could happen and you just have to keep going that that's it man i mean it sucks because i i don't i I, honestly i've never been in this position in may i've had a couple of tout teams that were bad and that eventually won so that's why i've always said you can't give up like my ear and whip were buried but i looked at the team and i said all right these guys are underachieving it happens every year a couple starters so i I had confidence this labor team right now it's just like i just have too many guys not performing i mean and Yelich to me is just, it's a major concern because they don't know what's wrong. They did all this imaging. They can't find anything. And that's, it's a problem, man. So I knew I shouldn't have fucking kept him. I really wasn't going to keep him. I think his spring convinced me because I already had Trout and Soto. And I was going to go with Tucker. Not that Tucker's been good, but Tucker was cheaper. Yelich, I think, was 26. Tucker was 10. And I was like, I'm already spending 37 on Cole. So I probably should throw Yelich back. And then I was like, oh, it's OVP. He's healthy. I can't do it because I should have stuck with my instincts. <sighs> I'm looking at this barf team as you're saying that when you're like, sometimes it's just dude, too many guys out there. I mean, it's just like LeMayhew, not doing it. Goldschmidt, not doing it. Glaber Torres still has no home runs, right? I know. I dude, know. it's – what is – like – I. I've never. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's have my you, FSGA team. There, that's like crazy underperformance. Also, have you ever seen the numbers for offensive players this low? No. In May? No. Right? I mean, I just so many guys under two hundred. I mean, no home runs. No home runs for a month. One home run for a month. Like a couple guys, sure, but it's like um a handful, man. A lot. A lot of guys drafted early. It's it's horrible, dude. I mean, the players that we were just going over before, I mean, the number of those guys who are, you know, kind of down and out and not doing it. I mean, it is it's it's bad. It's really bad. Like batting average numbers are, are atrocious. Um, but I mean, it's it, it is. You're right. It's it's across the board. And it's a lot of guys uh, who are just, you know, who are who are high draft picks. There were. I mean, shit, dude. When was the last time you saw like all of these marquee names batting under 200 this far into the season? It's like I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. It's like everybody's like a 1980s middle infielder. Right. You remember the 1980s? You were like if your shortstop was hitting 185, you were fucking psyched. Yeah, that's where <laughs> we're at right now, man. So bad, so horrible, but that's all right. That's uh, gives us hope for uh, for a turnaround, and uh, and we'll fix things, or at least we'll try to. So, all right, that is going to do it for us here today. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in, liking, subscribing. Uh, Adam, always a pleasure to talk to you, um, folks. Check out his work over at fantasyalarm.com, wageralarm.com. Can't miss it. Don't want to miss it. But that's going to do it for us here today. We'll catch up with you uh, tomorrow. So for Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. 
This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.